And if we are digging deeper, we're not having this conversation with more people. So like, it pisses me off when we're like, oh yeah, show more as yourself, go big, go blah, blah, blah. Like, I love all of that, but then it pisses me off when we don't stop and think, okay, what does this actually look like? Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Cassandra Lay, and you're listening to I'm Lost, So What? The podcast exploring between belonging and carving your own path. For all the peeps out there who kind of know what you're doing, but still question, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I'm with you. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the I'm Lost, So What? podcast. You are tuning in to episode two, which is all about the existential questions to consider if you want to be more visible. I'm your host, Cassandra, and in the episode, or in the previous episode, really, I didn't mention what my pronouns are, so let me clear that up. My pronouns are she, they. And in today's episode, we're going to get existential Yeah, we're just going to get existential, I think. Um, I wanted to say that we're going to get existential without getting existential, but honestly, I think this is, we're just going to get existential. So I wanted to talk a little bit about visibility and in the online business world, which I move in and work in, uh, when they talk about visibility, they're talking about like showing up more on social media. They're talking about sharing your message and they're talking about, you know, just getting your opinions out there so that you can get more people to come to your business. What I want to actually talk about today is not necessarily within the business world or the online business world, although this can definitely be applied to your online business or to your business in general, or if you are building a personal brand or any of that, I think it can just apply human, but yeah. So the first thing that I want to kind of like disclaimer is I think... (laughs) Mm, let me let me figure out how to say this. So on Instagram and in a lot of the things that I see or read about personal development, let's start there. A lot of the things that I read and see say stuff like be authentic, uh, show up authentically, be you, be more you, show up as yourself, blah, blah, blah. And that stuff I think is very important and inspiring and insightful. But I think there are things that we have to consider before we go and tell somebody to literally be more visible, show up authentically, uh, show up as yourself, because there are a lot of layers to this that aren't necessarily talked about that I think need to be discussed because there is nuance to visibility, right? Like there is nuance to visibility because of the privileges that we hold because of the spaces that we occupy, because of the areas that we live in, the country, cities, um, homes, like the networks that we belong to. Visibility is really different for every single person. So I want to just say that getting visible can mean lots of things. Like I said before, like this episode can be applied if you have a small business, if you are a creator, if you want to build your personal brand. Um, But this can also just mean like showing more up more as yourself in the world in general, what we were talking about before. Speaking up and stepping into leadership roles at work or within your community and building your personal brand if you are a small business owner or if you are just somebody who believes that they have a strong message to share. So to give you more background and context into why I am 
diving into visibility. Well, I've worked with, well, me and my business, the Quirky Pineapple Studio. We've worked with 100 plus clients, uh, people who are thought leaders, people who want to build their personal brands. We've worked with companies and brands basically to help them get visible because they're already doing some really awesome work, but they're basically just doing really awesome work and then not sharing about it. So they want to basically share all of the great things that they are doing. Most of them are Black, Indigenous, people of color, and they are also queer folks or people who have a disability or are neurodivergent. And I know what it's like to basically run into a lot of mindset blocks and fear around getting visible. And this is the nuance that I was mentioning previously that I think a lot of like the Instagram, inspiring Instagram photos that we see or like these articles or like if you're watching YouTube videos, sometimes I think the message of visibility gets really shallow and gets really kind of just like blanketed. Like, yeah, just show up as yourself or yeah, just be more yourself or yes, be more authentic. And when we're consuming this content, yeah, it's great. And it's like, oh, it builds up this fire inside of us. And like, it makes us think, yes, I want to do it. I want to do it. But when we start taking action, there are very real things that come up that basically make us question if visibility is worth it and also makes us consider, huh, am I even okay to get visible? And I think this is the nuance of it, right? Like, when you are more visible, you have to consider your physical safety because of the identities that you hold or the spaces that you occupy or, you know, the where you live and all of these things. Like, are you physically safe if you are to become more visible? And this also takes into account your privilege and all of these things. Then also one, another one is protecting your privacy. The more visible you get, of course, the, the more, um, I want to say curious, but really curious is not the correct word. I would say the more nosy the world gets into your business. So how do you protect your privacy when you get more visible, when you are more visible? And also the last one is setting boundaries. What boundaries are we holding? Are we keeping? Are we setting for ourselves and the expectations we have for ourselves and of others if we get more visible? And I feel like no Instagram post or um, inspiring, inspirational, motivational quote on Instagram or that Pinterest quote that you just saved into your board is really going to dive into that nuance because it just can't. Like social media doesn't necessarily give us the opportunity to get into the nuance layers of what visibility actually looks like. And of course, if you are online, I mean, a lot of people, at least in the space that I move in, everybody wants to get visible, right? I'm working with like online business owners. I'm working with thought leaders. I'm working with personal brands. I'm working with like, you know, CEOs of companies who want to get more visible. Uh, But the work behind the closed doors is that, okay, when we start to consider getting more visible, we start kind of hitting these mindset blocks. We start hitting these fears. We start thinking, oh, I need to show up this way because if I'm going to be visible, I need to be X, Y, Z. Or, oh, if I uh, share too much information, people are going to think of me as weak or unprofessional. Or, oh, if I am doing X, Y, Z, I'm totally, oh my gosh, cringe. 
those are all very real things that my clients have come to me with, but also I see a lot of my friends go through when they want to share more of their joy or more of their laughter, more of their love. And these are the real things that I don't think people talk about. So we're going to talk about them today because I feel like they need to be talked about. So, okay, now that we're talking about these things, I don't necessarily have answers because I feel like it depends a lot on your current situation. It depends a lot on your privilege. And I just wouldn't be able to be like, oh yeah, get visible or like push boundaries or do something. I think it really takes into account one, understanding more about yourself and also more about the support network that you have, as well as, you know, are you able to kind of risk certain things to show up more authentically? Which I hate that word, by the way, but are you able to risk other things to show up more as yourself? And those things could be, you know, financial security. It could be, I don't know, physical security. It could be like your home, all of these things. Do you have a support network that can basically be there for you if getting visible causes like a ripple effect where, you know, something changes and now you need to look for something else? Those are things to consider before getting visible, but I want to ask you, or at least share these three existential questions uh, to consider when getting visible. So these are three questions that I share with my clients, but actually they can be applied to just people. You don't have to have a business. You don't need to be like an inspiring thought leader or personal brand. This could be for us, like the multicultural folks or the hyphenated folks who feel like they have a story or a message that they want to share. And they just want to be able to use their voice more in their everyday lives. So these are three existential questions to consider when getting visible. So the first one is, who am I? LOLs. Uh, (laughs) Y'all knew I had to throw that question in there, right? Like, who am I? I asked this question to my clients, but I want to ask it to everybody else because you don't necessarily, again, need to be like this super pop star or CEO of a company or have a wild story or whatever it is to have a message to share or want to be visible. Like you can be, you can want to be visible just because you are yourself. And the first question I always ask people is, who am I? And that also has layers to it, right? So your, this question of who am I I want you, if you're going to journal on this, awesome. If you want to just think about it, I would love for you to think about, okay, who are you in regards to your culture? And when I'm talking culture, this is something that my client, uh, Shiva Rufe, who is a cultural intelligence expert, actually taught me. Culture is outside of your nationality and also outside of your heritage and your ancestry. So culture could be things like you are a bullet journaler like me. Hey, or a, you are a Zumba dancer, things like that. So think about it like this. Who are you within your culture? If you want to think about it nationally and also your heritage, but then also other things that you like to do. So if you are a part of T-Swift fan club, that would be one. If you are, I don't know, team coffee all day, every day, or you're like totally a matcha girly, whatever it is, that is also culture. Let's go back. Who are you in terms of culture, identity, privilege, stories, and if there are other things as part of just the makeup of who you are. So these could be experiences, accomplishments, achievements, all of those things. 
who are you within all of that? And it's not necessarily the labels that you have. So for me, it wouldn't necessarily be like, it could be daughter, sister, all of those things, but it it can also be other things as well. Like I love watching movie trailers. I am a Pisces sun. Those are things that would fall into the who am I question. So that's number one. Number two, second question for Second existential question to consider when getting visible. What pisses you off? Let me say that again. What pisses you the fuck off? Haha. <laughs> okay. So with this question, I want to know what pisses you the fuck off at work, home, personally, professionally, in your industry, etc. What pisses you off? You can go big with it if you want to think about like the whole world and society and community. You can go more micro, which is more thinking about your personal relationships, your boundaries, all of those things. And you go in the middle, you could do both, go micro, macro level, take it whichever way you want. But I just want to know what pisses you off. And follow up question to that. This is not question number three, but this follow up to number two. Why does it piss you off? So personally, for me, one thing that pisses me off is just what I was talking to you all about before. These inspirational, motivational quotes that we see on Instagram and Pinterest and all of these things that we reshare and we're like, oh gosh, show up more as yourself, like play big, you know, don't give a shit, be bigger, be more. Like that stuff, I love reading it and I also reshare it. So this is not just like a, oh my gosh, y'all are doing this thing and it pisses me off. No, I do it myself. I reshare this stuff and it pisses me off, but I still reshare it because I'm like, oh yeah, give me a boost of energy today. Uh, but what pisses me off is the fact that we don't get the chance to dig deeper. And if we are digging deeper, we're not having this conversation with more people. So like, it pisses me off when we're like, oh yeah, show more as yourself, go big, go. Like, I love all of that, but then it pisses me off when we don't stop and think, okay, what does this actually look like? What do I need to consider to make this a reality? What do I need to consider if this becomes a reality and then I am kind of forced to change my circumstances? For example, like being more visible. I think one time, like me deciding to be more visible and like be really vocal about my values or about, you know, advocating for having more Black, Indigenous, people of color, queer folks share their message and stories. I got two hate messages actually recently maybe like a month and a half, two months ago, where they came into my email. One of them was super long, actually very personalized. So I'm like, wow, this is great. But they were really violent. They were saying things like, you are a terrible person. Like you are a total twat. You are just like a lonely person who doesn't care or like, you know, nobody loves you. This is why you're alone, blah, blah, blah. Um, And I think one of them told me to eat shit and die. And that, I think, if I were in like a totally different headspace, if I hadn't worked up to that, I think messages like that probably would have like totally crushed me. Thanks to therapy and also like lots of life coaching and like doing a lot of self-awareness, exploration, self-love exploration, things like that, those messages didn't hurt as much. But I think having that conversation and being like, hey, if you decide to get visible, 
it's not that you open yourself up to it, but the world thinks that you are being more open to it. The world doesn't like people who suck. Maybe they feel like they are entitled to like share their opinions about who you are. And unfortunately, I don't know how to fully change that. Um, maybe this is what like boundaries would look like and all of that stuff or like protecting your peace and your space and like your online space or even like your physical space. But that I think is something that kind of pisses me off where like a lot of people say, just show up more, be authentic, share your story. People need to hear your story. Something, your story is unique. Yes, it is. And it deserves to be heard. It deserves to be shared. But I also want to just make sure like, are we also doing the work behind the scenes to prepare ourselves if something were to come? I'm not saying... Also, I feel like somebody could come at me and be like, oh, but are you saying like we have to like prepare ourselves for everything that could happen? Like, no, um, I don't think you can prepare yourself for everything that could happen. But as long as we're doing the work on the back end to kind of be more self-compassionate, understand like our own boundaries and know like our own limitations with what we want to be visible or, you know, feel comfortable with, that I think is enough to kind of start the process of visibility without that I think it ends up just being like yeah I'm going to share and then you get like vulnerability fatigue and that's not good either because that's not sustainable so anyways that kind of got off of on a tangent for question number two but let me repeat it again question number one is who am I your culture identity privilege stories etc question number two is what pisses you off at work at home personally, professionally, in your industry, or wherever else. You can go macro and think about the world or society and all of that stuff, or you can go micro, you're going to do a little bit of both. And the third question is, what do you believe in? And these are your own values and your own opinions based off of your own experiences. I think something that we see a lot when people start getting visible is like, of course, we consume a lot of content and we want to, you know, have a polarizing opinion or maybe share something. But I really think it's very, very, very important before getting visible is to really decide and know what pisses you off, but also what do you specifically believe in your values and your opinions, not just regurgitating the values or opinions of somebody else, because not you that's not showing up authentically that's not showing up as your full self because it just ends up kind of creeping into copycat territory and we do not want that so those are the three questions let me repeat them one more time who am i within culture identity privilege stories what pisses me off at work home personally professionally in your industry etc and what do i believe my values and my opinions And if you want some bonus questions and if you're like, oh, I love these. These are going to be like my journaling prompts for the next week. Two bonus questions for you. Are you willing to defend your belief? Are you willing to defend your values and your opinions? Or also follow up question to that. Are you willing to potentially be open to other opinions? I would hope yes. Although for me personally, it's still kind of like, it's difficult, but I'm working on it. And the second question, second bonus question is, are you open to sharing your story and believing it's enough? Are you open to sharing your story and believing it's enough? I added that second part and believing it's enough because a lot of the times 
the clients um, I work with, they end up thinking, oh, you know, my story's not enough. Like I didn't do anything amazing. I didn't do anything cool or I didn't have a traumatic experience. I, it's just like, I just live my life and it's just kind of like, well, I go to the grocery store and I go home and I do this and I do that and I do like yoga and I do Pilates and blah, blah, blah. But they don't think that it's cool enough. They don't think it's like exciting enough or they don't think that they had like a traumatic experience that kind of is like inspirational. And to hell with all of that because our stories are enough just because we exist. And if we go back to the first existential question I mentioned, which is who am I? And dive into, you know, culture, identity, privilege, and stories, experiences, accomplishments, achievements, and all of those things. If we add that layer into your story, that makes your story enough because nobody out there has lived your exact experience or nobody out there has your layers. Nobody out there has all the same cultures. Yeah, we have like similar cultures, like you can have similar values to me, but maybe the way we've reached that kind of thought the way I realized this was my value was really different because of the experiences, because of the stories, because of the culture, because of the space community that I was raised in, that I lived in, my education, all of those things. So the two bonus questions, if you want to continue journaling, are, or thinking, whatever it is, are you willing to defend your belief? And number two, are you open to sharing your story and believing it's enough? Just want to After all these questions and all of these journaling and like pondering and thinking and all of these things, uh, when do you know it's actually time to get visible? So I think this is a big one and there are lots of people who might be listening um, who are going through this and I go through this like all the time because I'm always like, oh my gosh, like I get visible and then there are certain things that like make me kind of hold back and not get visible for certain areas of my life or certain opinions that I have or certain stories that I want to share. So there are three things that I think personally, um, it is time for you to get visible. So the first one is you have a huge, huge pull in your heart. And I hope y'all know what I'm talking about. It's like this feeling of, oh my gosh, you have something to say. It's like, bubbling up in your body like it needs to be released this story this opinion this idea this message and it is causing you not pain but honestly I feel like it causes you like this feeling of and you won't let it out you won't let it out because you're scared and you won't let it out because you are worried about what other people are going to think and these are totally, this is not just like you, like this is me too. Like we won't let it out because we're scared and we won't let it out because we feel like somebody's going to call us out. Somebody's going to be like, this is invalid. Somebody's going to, you know, attack us or whatever it is. Um, but if you have like this huge pull in your heart, like this pull in your body where you're just like, I need to say something like, I, I feel like y'all know what I'm talking about. It's like when you have a cough let's give an example. So when you have a cough and you're sitting in class and this cough is like coming up your throat, it's tickling it. It is, you know, making its way up and you know, you need to cough, 
but you're sitting in silence in the class and everybody's like taking a test or something and this cough is coming. You feel it as it's traveling up your throat. You know, you got to let it out, but then you're scared because, oh, you're going to be that awkward person who coughs in the middle of a test and it's completely silent and you're the one making noise and you know, your face is all going to get all red. So what do you do? You stifle the cough, you hold it in. And then what happens? Your body has like this physical reaction of like, I hope y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, This is the feeling I think when you know that it's time to get visible, when you know it's time to let that cough out because it is coming up so strong for you. So that's number one, when you know it's time to get visible. Number two is you are scrolling online and feeling jealous. So these are, this is like a couple things. So let's say that you have this message to share and you're like scrolling and scrolling. And because you're like worried to share it or you feel fearful of sharing it, you keep scrolling. Instead of like creating it and like putting it out there, what happens is we end up kind of like consuming instead because we're like, oh, maybe if we could like consume enough and like we find enough inspiration, then we'll feel ready to share or we'll see like how somebody else did it. But of course you're like looking for something that doesn't exist yet because nobody has done it your way. Oh my gosh. So you just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, looking for that sign, that sign on Instagram, that sign on Pinterest, that sign on YouTube, that sign on a podcast, this podcast, this is your sign or the sign in a conversation, whatever it is, you are legit scrolling, reading through all of the books, reading through all of the articles. And you're like, oh my gosh, I need to say this, but you can't because all you do is consume instead. That is when you know that it is time to get visible. That is when you know it is time to share whatever it is you need to share. And then the last one is there is a deep, 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 yearning in your soul. So I just experienced this last year where I had like the deepest feeling of yearning of, oh my gosh, I am stuck in limbo because I know I am too damn fucking afraid to just do it. So I was in this feeling of longing and yearning and just thinking, gosh, and then like me recording this right now, I'm like getting teary eyed y'all. If you can see me, I am like one crouched over on this mic in my guest bedroom, but also getting teary-eyed. Um, getting teary-eyed thinking like, it is such like this painful feeling of, gosh, you just want to do it. Like you want to do it so, so, so bad. You just want to get your message out there. You want to say, you want to take a chance on yourself. You want to do it. And something in you is just like, I can't, I cannot do it. So then you go back to what I was saying before. You consume and you scroll. And then you have like this huge cough that you stifle. If you are feeling this yearning and this pull, I would say it is potentially time to get visible. It is up to you. I'm not going to hear it. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be here to be like, do it, but kind of like do it. <laughs> what I'm here is to help you with is maybe just to recognize like, yeah, you have a message to share. And with all of the layers of who you are as a multicultural hyphenated person, your message is going to be really different than everybody else's. So 
those are the three things to know when it's time to get visible. Let me say it one more time. One, you have a huge pull in your heart. That's what I'm talking about with the little, little cough that you're stifling. Number two, instead of creating something, you end up scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and feel jealous, or you end up consuming, 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 and basically numbing yourself. And number three, there is a deep, deep, deep yearning in your soul to just allow yourself to take a chance on you, to take a chance on your message, and to bet on your experiences, your thoughts, your opinions, your ideas, and just do it. That's when you know it's time to get visible. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, hit me and my guard. It does take time. So I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, this happens in like one day, two days, five days, one week. I've been working on like visibility with my clients for sometimes six months. One client I've been working with for three months, or not three months, three years actually almost. And we are still pulling out stories and still kind of shaping how they show up in their own way online. And it's a whole process, but first thing you gotta do is take that first step and get visible. And that could be, it doesn't need to be online. It doesn't need to be on social media. If you want it to be on social media, like by all means, it could just be within your own personal networks. It could be with like your partner, with your family, with your close friends, whatever it is. It could just be with yourself, like admitting it to yourself. Like that is a big step, y'all. So that's kind of, all of these existential questions for visibility. If you need help, if you are a personal brand or a thought leader, if you want to build your personal brand or your thought leadership or your company or organization's visibility, and you work in the DEI leadership or culture space, I would love and invite you to reach out to my business at the Quirky Pineapple Studio, a brand strategy and content marketing studio to help you amplify your message, rally your community, and create inclusive, awesome shit. By shit, I mean content. You can send an email to hello at thequirkypineapple.com or check out our website, www.thequirkypineapple.com to learn more about our services which are agency services to basically outsource and help you implement a brand strategy and content marketing strategy. Now, if you are a regular human being and not a person or company running a like running a company or an organization, then I invite you to subscribe to the Doing Good newsletter for more musings and tips like this. And of course, just check out also I think the show notes because I will be linking a few blog posts that my business, the Quirky Pineapple Studio, has around visibility that can apply to you as well. And I guess my my ending question to this is, what pisses you off? And are you open to sharing your story and believing it's enough? Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram at Cassandra T. Lee, and let's... Let's continue this conversation. Ciao, him. If you're hearing this message, that means you made it to the end of this episode. Yay, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and thought to yourself, whoa, it me, I'd love if you could share this with others, post about it on social media, and or leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe too. Want to hang out with me in other areas of the internet? You can follow me on Instagram at Cassandra T-L-E. For brand message and content marketing tips and resources, check out my business at the Quirky Pineapple Studio. Thanks again and see you in the next episode. 
Stay fierce, fam.